The following episode of the Hop Nation USA podcast is sponsored by Tavor. Tavor, a craft beer delivery service that makes it so easy to get new world-class beer delivered. This Seattle-based company works with the best independent breweries around the world. Seriously, with Tavor, the ability to choose the beer is the best part. Download their iPhone or Android app and try it out today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. You are listening to the smooth voice of Adam. He is one of your hosts, and with me is the other smooth voice, Steve. How are you tonight? Hello. I'm here, and I'm here. That's That's about it. I'm here. I'm good with that. (laughs) I'm fine with that. I can make peace with that. This is is episode, what, 50? This is the Big 5-0. The Big 5-0. If this was the Super Bowl, we'd have our own logo. Sure, we do have our own logo. Well, specifically for this episode. (laughs) I can make one. So, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) breaking news, we may be having a new, fresh logo just for this episode. I said I can't. I didn't say I will. Ladies and gentlemen, more breaking news. There (laughs) might be a logo for episode 50. We're downgrading this from a level orange (laughs) to a level yellow. (laughs) So stand by. It might happen. (laughs) Check it every day on our Twitter account and see if there is a new logo for episode 50. This is a big deal. Yeah. This is a big deal. This is 50. Yeah, that means we're two away from doing an official year. Yes. Although technically, uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, which you should be, it would be March 9th. Right. The following day, March 10th, would be our official release date. Correct. But in terms of Canaan... Yes, in canon, we've only done 50 episodes. Right. Is it there, canon or canon? It's canon. All right. I've always said canon. I don't That's know That's weird. Why. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's weird. Here we are. Pretty sure canon has something to do with the Bible. Canon Abel? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm going with canon Abel. No, I think... It means you can hold on to the canon. You are able to do that. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking you're thinking of like Canaanites. From the city of Canaan? Nah, nah, totally wrong. Okay. <laughs> or I'm completely making this up and hoping this entire conversation will go away. No, this one stays. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. So this is episode 50, which means we need to talk about the end of a season, the end of an era. Yeah. It is the end of stout weather. Well, I don't think that's because of episode 50. It just so happens to be March. <laughs> also true. Also yeah. true. But I'm going to I'm going to say it's a celebration. Okay, it's a this celebration. Is a, it's a, it's a big episode for us. It's a big episode for this beer. It's the end of a season. It's the end of an era. It is time for stouts and porters to step aside to the new spring beers that are coming out. So yeah. it is time to send them off properly. Yeah. Uh, we are pretty much in the middle of second winter for Pennsylvania. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, other places are actually warming up appropriately. <laughs> correct. Yeah, in the last 48 hours, it's gone from 60 and sunny to snow on my back porch. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> so March is definitely in like a lion right now. I'm a big, big fan of second winter in PA. Why is that? Because I like it being cold, and I like... <laughs> <laughs> and I like... Being able to continue to drink stouts without, you know, generally without sweating. Right. No, I get that. I get that. So let's celebrate. Yes. Let's move on to the actual beer. What is the first beer that we have this evening? Well, appropriately named, this is the reason for the season. 
by the Wildcard Brewing Company out of Redding, California. We've had some of their beers before. Yes. Now, this is one of our Tavor beers. Yes. And this, uh, the one we had previously, I believe, was an IPA. It was, and it actually wasn't bad. Yeah, you like you liked it enough, and then Sam and I were really big fans of it Correct. because it was nice and smooth. Correct. Easy drinking. So they're, they're kind of coming into this one with a little bit of a reputation for making good beers. Yes. Let's hope that continues. Even though we've only had one. That's a good they're, reputation. They're on the list for being <laughs> beers that we like. Uh, but what we're looking at here is the reason for the season. It is a coffee cream stout, and it's 7%, uh, 7% ABV okay. and 10 IBUs. Good. And from what I've read, it is made with uh, locally sourced coffee beans from the Shasta Lake Heritage Roasting Company. Shasta Lake. Shasta Lake. And it is brewed with lactose to give it oh. a bit more of a creamy feel. That makes sense. Yeah. To also set off the bitterness of the uh, coffee and chocolate. So I'll take I'll tell you right off the bat, it was super fizzy. Yes, it was. But <laughs> and then it dissipated. It just went away. Yeah, just it didn't have that, that fluffy head to it like others that I've seen. That's okay though. Stouts aren't necessarily known for their their thick cloudy head sticking around. Yeah. This is this is pretty much carbonated like soda, though. Yeah, this is very... <laughs> this looks like a root beer. Right, it really does. On the nose, though, it's not root beer. There's a lot of coffee in there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm picking up some chocolate notes as well. Uh, when the head was around, I guess we should go back to that just a second. It was a nice tan. Yeah, it was It was a little darker than a tan. It was mm. a bit brown. Yeah. But then it just goes away. Look here and that looked good, and then it went away. Yeah. Now it just looks like root beer. Yeah. Mmm. Yep. That's really creamy, though. Yes, it is. Not super big on the coffee flavor. No, no, but I'm okay with that. It's all Yeah, it's all right. I think it's more meant to mimic a cappuccino because it's brewed with espresso. Ah, okay. So so I think when you're adding, you know, milk and chocolate, obviously, mm -hmm. you're, you're shooting for a cappuccino flavor rather than like a hardcore just coffee <laughs> right right it doesn't have that bitterness that sharpness to it yeah no there's no bitterness at all on this this is a very smooth drinking beer mm -hmm. yeah i'm enjoying it i don't yeah yeah i'm digging it <laughs> i don't really have any super negative notes about it it's just uh no, it's just a good beer yeah it's a good beer and a little light on the coffee flavor mm -hmm. so far but yeah so yeah. while we uh digest this one you know what it's time for News and notes. News and notes. News and notes. Do you have any news and or notes? I got a bunch and a couple, so... I got at least one. Okay. Um, I'll start with a really quick one. Okay. It's KBS week. Is it? Yes. Okay. We are, I mean, again, if you're listening on Friday... As you should be. <laughs> uh, we are at the tail end of KBS week. It was 5th to the 10th. Ah, so okay. If you're in the Detroit or Grand Rapids area, there are still probably events going on Friday and Saturday. You should go to them and then buy all sorts of KBS and then send them to us. Yeah. And I, I think KBS in general is, you know, it's making its way into the market. I haven't seen any yet. True. But if I don't have to wait two weeks or three weeks right. to get it, I will take advantage of it. Yeah. I, I'll. It's on its way. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. Eh, that's all I got about that. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it, there's not much more to say about it. It's like KBS is out now. That's what you get. <laughs> right, right. So I have something that is actually much more pressing. Okay. And it's actually a bit of a downer. What's that? Uh, well, President Trump is trying to screw the craft beer industry. Oh, how's he doing that? Well, I remember earlier, the last I don't know if it was last week or earlier this week, but uh, he was going to 
placed tariffs yeah. on metals being yes. imported into the U.S. Right. And as it turns out, that will uh, greatly affect the craft beer industry. Yes, it will. As we've uh, learned, a lot of people import their uh Bright tanks and things from other countries. Not only that, but there is one thing that a lot of people don't think about, uh, and it's actually something that is sitting right in front of us now. Cans. Mm. The aluminum cans, or the aluminum for the cans, yeah. a lot of times those are imported. Right. And with a 10% import tariff on aluminum, that is going to greatly affect the the small local craft beer yeah. uh, industry. Yeah, that's going to be a killer. Yeah, which really stinks because I know here in Pittsburgh, a lot of breweries are getting into canning. Uh, the mobile canning industry is is really helping out the local breweries. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that's taking off as a trend in America that we're starting to recan all of our beers rather than put them in bottles. Right, and you know my stance and Sam's stance when it comes to cans. Yeah, you guys are all dickhard about it. That I'm is okay. True. I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me either way. But you guys are super dickhard about it. That's true. That's that fine. very true. But what it comes down to is if there's a 10% tariff on these cans, that means there's going to be a price increase. Yeah. Which chances are will be passed on to the consumer. Which bottom line means more expensive beer for you and me. Right. Which sucks. Or they just give up canning and go back to bottles. Which may or may not be you know, yeah. more expensive regardless. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So, you, yeah, who knows about that? But, yeah, no, it's not just Pittsburgh. I mean, like... That's a nationwide issue. Yeah, that's a nation. That's a nationwide trend where people are just starting to can more. I mean, hell, we're drinking out of a can right now from... Right, <laughs> from and, I, and I, I have a hunch that it, it was also canned using a mobile canning oh, yeah. uh, trailer or company or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, good uh, chance. Because uh, just looking at the can, how it's arranged, how the sticker is put on and everything, that's... It. The fact that it's a pint can. The, I've been, that I've been noticing a lot more that, you know, pint cans are what the flavor for... <laughs> it is, and honestly, rightfully so. Yeah. I, I think that's a good call because when you go to the brewery, you usually get a pint pour. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you want to get a pint, you know, out of a can? Right. I will mention um, this does have a UPC on it, so it's absolutely one that's sold. Yes, it is out as in compared, the market. <laughs> as compared to, you know, something you would stand online at a brewery to pick up. So. Right, right. But yeah, so it's definitely sold, but... Yeah, it's uh, it's a trend, and that's uh, that's some real bullshit. If uh, if forty five comes down on this, yeah, yeah, I there's much more to come on that, and I don't want to turn this into a political discussion. No, uh, I have my stance. Steve has his stance. Let's not get into it. Well, no, I think our stance is the same. Don't do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was I mean, easy I, I I don't care about cans, <laughs> <laughs> like one way or the other. It doesn't bother me. I'm not for or against, but I am against. Making beer cost more, I'm against hurting businesses. Correct. Especially That's what when, I'm against. <laughs> especially when they're local, independently owned You're right. breweries. Yeah. You know, it's not taking down Ford or GM or IBM no. or anything like that. It's affecting the little guy. Right. And everybody roots for the little guy. Because chances are, we're all the little guy. Yeah. That's why everybody loves Rudy. Right. Yeah. Right, even if he was offsides. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Dogfish Head is releasing another weird-ass beer. Why am I not surprised by that? <laughs> uh, it's actually not releasing one. They're kind of re-releasing one. Okay. But it's one that they've brewed in the past. The Dogfish Head is re-releasing the Chicha. What is the Chicha? The Chicha is a beer that's been inspired by South American and Central American kind of brewing techniques. Okay. They have, they have a drink down in Central and South America that is... 
sometimes fermented, sometimes not. There's a lot of different recipes for it. There's nothing that's really solid on the recipe, <laughs> frankly. Okay. Um, but there's a drink in the in that area called chicha, and it is fermented corn. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they're t- they're taking corn and barley and mixing it together to ferment it. What makes it special mm-hmm. is that. Traditionally, one of the ways that uh, chicha is brewed is they take the corn and they chew it. What? Yes. <laughs> you heard that. <laughs> you mean like baby bird style? Yes. Is that what they're doing? Yes. Mm. They will masticate the corn and break it down, and the natural enzymes in a person's mouth will uh, act as a catalyst to, bring, to, break out, uh, to break apart the starch to create fermentable sugar. Well, I guess in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't necessarily matter because you're going to put it into a boil anyways. You got it. (laughs) So it's going to take care of all the nastiness. Right. But why? But why would you do that? Why not just smash it up? Why not just crush it? I mean, are you asking why the dogfish head or why is it done that way? Okay, I'm just, I mean, that's just the traditional cultural uh, way it's been done in Central and South America. That's so weird. I mean, it's so weird, but I mean... <laughs> it's weird. It, it dates back to, like, the Incan uh, Empire. Yeah. Well, they don't have the same kind of... They know, don't They don't have a rock? But it's super efficient... I guess. ...to chew it up. You you break down the, the... You break down the starches and get more fermentable sugar out of it. I guess. Not I guess. It's science. <laughs> well, your science is weird. <laughs> So, I mean, that's the way it's been done, and they just keep doing it as a cultural tradition. And now Dogfish Head has appropriated that in a way to uh, put out a, put out their own beer that's a representation and a celebration of chicha. Is it really, is it really worth celebrating? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Is it, <laughs> it's is, their thing. Is it being, I assume it's not being nationally released. I assume it's brew club only. I uh, no, it's part of the rarity series, so it's gonna go out there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I, I mean, I'm, like I said, this is this has been released before. They first brewed it in two thousand nine, and now it's coming back uh, coming back now. But they also had it in two thousand fourteen. I'm very curious how they were able to get past the FDA on this. If it's other people chewing the food, and then boil. it goes into a boil. I, I, something tells me the FDA wouldn't be too keen on this, but apparently they were able to get past it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you boil for sterilization. You can do whatever. <laughs> you can do whatever to food. I guess. As long as it gets boiled. Uh, yeah, I know. It, it's just, it's a mind thing. Yeah. It, for me, it's a mind thing. Yeah, it could be completely healthy and completely safe. And it has to be. Yeah. If a big enough brewery like Dogfish Head is willing and able to do that. Right. But come on. It just, it just doesn't, it, it's just weird. It's weird to you, but I'm trying to expand your horizons on things. Well, maybe I don't want my horizons expanded. <laughs> Obviously not. Obviously not this far. Yikes. Um, but yeah, the, the, the mash for the brew is built off of uh, Peruvian purple corn. Okay. Um, just regular corn and then uh, malted barley. And all of that gets chewed up. Like apparently they got together 100 plus uh, brewery workers. Was that just like their Saturday? Yeah. They just sat around chewing corn. Yep. How? <laughs> yeah. That's just weird. I'm sorry. It's weird. Okay. That's fine. You can be weird. I think it's unique. Oh, it's definitely unique. Yeah. I think, well, I'm not calling it weird though. I'm saying it's unique as a good thing. 
you call it weird because it upsets you. And it you, does upset me. And, I don't feel good about that. And this. you couldn't drink that, something that you would know would be spit. That, yeah, there's that, too. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Baby bird style just seems a bit, yeah. bit off for me. Now, I personally wouldn't drink it. Because it's only three point one percent. Yeah, that's not your style. That's nope. not your jam. That's. I mean, you're you're. It's not beer at that point. Yeah. So I I think I would maybe try some of the previous releases because I think one of them is above five or six. So I'm curious. I I, well, I count that, that as worthy beer. <laughs> that brings up another question of how did they change the recipe and why did they change the recipe? Well, uh, I believe the 2017 edition was a hybrid of uh, chicha and another beer. Okay. So it was not an official Chicha release. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, bottom line, uh, you go ahead and buy it. Mm-hmm. I won't. I'll try it. I mean, I didn't you even say try. I'd buy it. I didn't say I'd buy it. I'd try it. <laughs> I guess maybe if somebody handed it to me and a taster, I'd try it. Well, you'd totally try it if nobody told you what it was. Well, there's that, too. Now you have information. Now I know what it is. And that, because we are an educational show. Mm-hmm. We are an entertainment show. Mm-hmm. We edutain. Yes. I do have one more piece of information. Yeah. Very, very quick hitter. Yes. So staying in the mid-Atlantic, mm-hmm. I have a quick, quick piece of information. We are a mid-Atlantic show. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, National Bohemian. Yes. Natty Bo. Yes. As it is more well known. I'm pretty sure that's the official beer of Baltimore. Pretty much. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. It's the official PBR of Baltimore. <laughs> that's about it. That's it's a regional PBR. They yeah. are actually coming out with their first beer in thirty years. I did see this on Twitter, but go ahead. And- yes, the uh, the Crab Shack Shandy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, just to make everyone feel at ease, there is no actual crab in this beer. See, that's kind of a bummer for me. Not I for got me. I got excited. I was like, oh, is that an Old Bay Shandy? <laughs> now I'd I, be into that. <laughs> I I could understand that. But I, you know what? Uh, with Natty Bow, I'm okay with them coming out a little soft out of the gates. It's been 30 years. It's been since 30 they, years. Yeah. Don't. don't uh. Yeah, you don't need to jump in the deep end like that. Right. It's okay to to kind of jump in on a summer beer like that. And I, you know what? I'll support that. I'm good with that. Fair enough. I mean, if you're ever in Ocean City, maybe you can grab one up or something. Right. Or yeah. even Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm in Baltimore more. I just might go to Heavy Seas. <laughs> uh, I've actually been to the Heavy Seas uh, brew. Brew house mm-hmm. uh, right off outside of the uh, inner harbor. Yeah, very nice. Oh. Very nice. I liked it. Yeah. Short walk from the uh, the hotel I was staying at in the inner harbor. Neat. It was uh, it was worth the walk. Cool. And I would go there again. So I got one more piece, super duper quick. A quick hitter. I like them. Yeah. USA Today's uh, top new breweries poll. Mm-hmm. At tw- you know they're judging the twenty top new breweries in America. Yeah. And at number two is Dancing Gnome currently. A local interest of us. Yeah. So the voting for that ends on March 19th. So get out there and vote. Vote early, vote often. Yes. I believe you can vote once a day or if not more. I have no idea. Yeah. I haven't voted yet. I'll be honest. Well, it, I, Sam voted twice, so that's <laughs> picking up one for you. <laughs> well, and, I, and I voted, so I did You know what? I don't want his vote to be my vote. Okay. Because I know what he would vote for, and I know what I would vote for. And in a blind taste test, it would be completely different. Yeah, but you can both vote for Pittsburgh. I think that's well, pretty yeah, easy. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> the bottom line, I need to go out and vote. So should you, listener. Listener. Go listen. Go vote. I assume that's on usatoday.com? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so go like, to USA dot, usatoday.com and go vote. For Dancing Gnome. Et cetera, et cetera. Et to et cetera. be the number one top brewery, top new brewery in, in America. America. In America. Talking about a brewery that... I mean, they're, they're good. In America. They're good so far. Yeah, and they're, they're in s- America. Th- yeah, they're good and they're in America. I don't yeah. know how new they are. 
I don't either. I really don't care. Yeah. Because they make good beer. They do make good beer. That's the, the bottom line. They're now two for two. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. They really are. Um, this isn't the perfect beer by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's not perfect. Uh, but the, it is good. It's a good beer, and I would definitely pick up a six-pack of this. I think it would probably be fours, but you're they're probably right. They're pints, pints. Yeah, pints and fours <laughs> go together. Uh, just to remind people, we are drinking the Reason for the Season Stout by Wildcard Brewing out of Redding, California. And it is a coffee cream stout. What yes. did you say it was 7.0%? Yeah, 7%. And 10 IBUs, which I'm good with that number. This doesn't taste like a 7% beer. It really doesn't, but it, it is super creamy and super easy it drinking. It is, and that's kind of a problem that is that super easy to drink. Yeah. Because you're going to do that. Were we not in second winter and we're, were we in official winter, I would be really about having a bunch of these. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not a perfect beer, uh, and there's a, another reason I say that. On the front end, it is very big and bold and creamy, mm-hmm. but then it kind of dissipates pretty quick. Yeah. And so it doesn't. you don't get that full ride all the way through. That's a nitpick. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine-tuning, and that's just for me. That's my fine-tuning. Yeah. Overall, the beer is good. I would drink it again. Well, I completely agree with what you just said about it having that big up front and then just kind of dissipating. Mm-hmm. But that's not a negativism for me. Because for me, it just kind of makes me want to go back for more. Like, I, I kind of enjoy the ride because it has that big, bold, creamy flavor up front. And mm-hmm. then it just tapers off with the chocolate back. So The com- chocolate back in, the- <laughs> as we've talked about in past episodes. <laughs> so you combine that with the ease of which it is to drink. Right. This beer is going to be disappearing quick. Yeah, super dangerous beer. It is a super dangerous beer. Enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, bottom line, this is a good beer, and I would definitely drink it again. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Wildcard. Send more. The best. <laughs> well, thanks, Divorce. Send more Wildcard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with that, I think it's time we uh, take a time. Yes. Come back for segment two. Okay. And talk beer again. Can do. All right. Stay tuned, Hop Nation. We will be right back. Check this out. There's a Seattle company called Devore that enables discovery of new and exciting beers and breweries. Tavor gets the best independent beer from literally around the world. Denmark, New Zealand, Belgium, and of course, everywhere in the US. The app is incredibly simple to use to get some ridiculously good beers delivered right to your door. Gentlemen, ladies, children of the age of 21, welcome back to segment two of episode 50. This is a big one. Lordy, lordy, look who's 50. 50. Damn it. Nope, not quite. (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) Holy shitty, look who's fitty. Uh, sure. I guess. That's the best <laughs> I can come up with. Great. Great. We did it. We did it. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, let's talk about beers, because that's what we're here for. Yeah. Let's celebrate ports and stouters. Ports and stouters? Ports no. and stouters. We're, it's all it's all stouts. All stouts? Okay. It's all stouts. <laughs> no ports, no stouters? No, no, no porters. No stouters. <laughs> Just all stouts this week. <laughs> let's get into... Beer number two. This okay. is from Brewery Vivant. Very fancy sounding name. Yeah. They're out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yes. This is their tart side of the moon. Okay. Uh, as you can guess, it's a dart imp- tart imperial stout made with dark chocolate uh-huh. and cherries. Oh. Yes. Hmm. Comes in at 9.5% ABV. Ooh. And you may have noticed before we started this segment that we have new glasses here. Okay. Yeah. 
Did you did you purposely break these out? I did to let it breathe. I did because it is suggested on the can. Uh-huh. By the way, this is in a can, and I have a hunch that Brewery Vivant would also be affected. Yeah, by the tariff of aluminium, as the <laughs> Brits would call it. <laughs> aluminium. <laughs> We can't send all our lorries over with the aluminium. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the suggestion is that this is served in a full-size goblet. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. All right. Our tasting glasses aren't necessarily up to the task right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the smaller tasting goblets that we have are currently in my dishwasher. Okay. So we had been using regular ones for this episode. But for this special occasion, I have a good feeling about this beer. I broke out the full-size goblets. One from a local entity that you and I both love, Bocktown. Yeah. And another one from a brewery in Newport, Rhode Island, as a matter of fact. Newport Storm Brewing. Mm. Uh, They make some good beers. And good glassware as well. Okay, then. So this is the tart side of the moon. Gotcha. Now, uh, I admit I'm initially hesitant because anything that's tart or sour could get on my bad side very quickly. However, it is a stout. So it's like, you know, one half of the... (laughs) Right. Which way do you be, you know, do you lean? Yeah. And I think that's what we're about to find out here. Yeah, that's why I have to drink it to figure out, is, is this, you know, a wolf in sheep's clothing, or is it all good in the hood? So I have a hunch that this is going to be more tart than stout. Okay. The reason I say that is, actually, this can has a lot of good information on it. Okay. Uh, it also gives you food pairings hmm. to go along with this beer. And just for your information and for the audience information, uh, this is supposed to pair well with blue cheese. Yeah, that makes sense. A charred steak, which I don't know why anybody would char a steak. Sear it, I get it. Charred, not so much. And the obvious ones, black cherries and chocolate cake. Okay. So just a little heads up of of what else you should be eating this with. I mean, charred steak is pretty good as long as it's also like medium to medium rare on the inside. Right. Have you you ever heard sear? Yeah. Well, I mean, have you ever heard of a Pittsburgh black and blue? Uh, if you're talking Pittsburgh rare, then yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh rare, also known as black and blue. Right. Yeah. I actually, funny enough. I'm a I, fan of that. <laughs> I had to explain that this weekend. Oh, right. At a steak place. We'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Uh, Stilton cheese is also another one that you want to pair this beer with. Mm. I have no idea what Stilton cheese is. I think it's just a version of, uh, blue cheese. I have no idea. Yeah. That sounds right. Let's go with that. Yeah, I think it's just another version of blue cheese. I think That's, it's a strong... Or am I thinking Rochefort? I have no idea. Rochefort's a really strong blue cheese. I am not a, a cheese guy. Sorry, I didn't mean I didn't mean to go to Cheesemonger Pod. <laughs> Ooh, let's expand the network to that. Cheesemonger Pod. Cheesemonger Pod. <laughs> Eventually, we're just gonna do an episode every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, hey, if we're pulling in eighty grand a piece, right? Doing a podcast a day, I am willing to do that. That's Joe Rogan money. That is Joe Rogan money. <laughs> let's get there. All right. You well, go let's high, get. I'll go low. Let's get to this beer first, and yes. then we'll get to there. The tart side of the moon. Uh, it, it's a stout. It looks like a stout. It has a very off-white uh, head to it, rather It was pretty fluffy. Thin. Yeah, it was pretty fluffy at first. Now and it's thin, th- and the effervescence is really tight. Tighten tight. it together. I like that. Tight like a twiga. Yeah. Really tighten it together. So on the nose, more tart than stout. Yes, definitely more tart than stout so, on the nose. I, I have a hunch that's the cherries playing in mm-hmm. rather than the chocolate. You don't seem too pleased by this. I'm hesitant. <laughs> I think the words that you want to use is, I will look at this with an open mind. Yeah, I have an open mind, but I'm hesitant. Because right. also, I do like cherries a lot as well. True, true. So, so I, yeah, I think this is going to be 
tart rather than sour. I mean, it says so right on my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice. All right, then. Let's go. So it's interesting. The The tartness is definitely on the on the nose more so than on the taste. That's true. But I, mm, I don't know that I like what I'm tasting. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I am noticing on kind of the back end towards the aftertaste, there is a little pop of cherry. But before that, there's not much. Like, I'm getting cherry aftertaste on this. Uh, it's sort of a residual. Yeah. But it's definitely not a main component on the taste, which is fine, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not getting a whole lot in either direction. Okay. Like, like you said, there's it's definitely more tart on the nose than it is on the flavor. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not tasting... Either? I'm, yeah, I'm not <laughs> tasting anything that really makes it stand out. Gotcha. This is, this is very reminiscent to... The black velvet fortress cake, yeah, that we had from Victory, yeah, and it it it's almost weaker than that, which is kind of saying something. Yeah, like flavor wise, it's weaker mm-hmm. than that for me. Right, obviously on alcohol, it's much more robust. Oh yeah, at no. nine and a half percent. Yeah, and you and you taste the alcohol too. There, there there, bit, it is a bit rough. Yeah, there's yeah. a bit of a burn on the back end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but some people like that. Yeah, I don't know that I'm perfectly sold on this one yet. That's fair. That's fair. We can continue to drink on it. Okay. Yeah, let's sip on this and sure. move along. Yes, let us move along. So it is time to talk vacations. Yay! Yeah, specifically my vacation. Okay. Because uh, you weren't there, so I have to talk about it. Oh no, I don't get vacations anymore. Well, you kind of do. They're just very small. <laughs> <laughs> like the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's just called sleep, dude. That's not... <laughs> hey, that can be very relaxing as well. <laughs> It's not a vacation. I just go to sleep, but it's in the same room. It's never, it's never a fancy hotel or anything. You just get to go inside yourself. Oh, okay. You get to go explore your mind, which I don't know is a great idea with you. No. Because that's a that's a bit of a playground. I will admit. That is a danger. I have hung out with you more than enough times to understand that. <laughs> to the point where I get drunk and those inner thoughts come out. Yeah. Yeah. They become vocalized, and I get scared and sit in the corner and wait for it to go away. What if we do reduce the population to 4 billion? It would be all right. <laughs> Let's start with these countries in this order. Dude, I'm out. I'm done. No more. You got to start with the much. families over three. <laughs> oh, good Lord. But anyway, to your vacation. Yeah, holy shit. Let's get back to something a little more normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, very recently, took a took a very nice trip to fabulous Las Vegas. Ah. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was very nice. I'm sure uh, you've been many a times. You're an average white guy, so yeah. I am an average white guy with an average white guy job. Right. So I take average white guy vacations. To Las Vegas. To Las Vegas with other average white guys. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. Yeah. Uh, average white guy vacation with other average white guys. And what did you do on your average white guy vacation to Vegas? So we actually did quite a few things. Uh, we uh, Actually, for me, uh, a couple of items on my bucket list got checked off. They were very average white guy bucket list items. Mm-hmm. Uh, first things first, went to a UFC fight. Nice. It was it was uh, very interesting at the new T-Mobile Arena. Okay. Very nice arena. Uh, that's where the Vegas Golden Knights play. Right, right. Very nice arena. Uh, would recommend. Uh, saw a UFC fight. Honestly, UFC fights live aren't nearly as cool as I thought they would be. I don't know if it was the card that was just kind of lackluster or what. Was there any, like, solid knockouts or anything? Was, I, I didn't watch. There was, so. Right, right. If, if I wasn't there myself, I wouldn't have watched it. Uh, there was one good one. Okay. Uh, one guy just got, just knocked <laughs> on his ass in the first round, which was fun. It was, I think there were a couple of light heavyweights. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I don't pay attention enough to the sport to know the nuances. Okay. So, eh, yeah. Uh, but the, the headliner was 
pretty piss poor. Everybody knew who was going to win. That person did win. She beat up some other girl, which I, I understand that they were supposed to be in the same weight class. They mm-hmm. weren't in the same, same class. <laughs> the girl that won had at least four inches and I want to say at least 20 pounds on the other girl. Is that a Chris Cyborg? Yeah. 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 She's Cy- a monster. She is a machine. Yeah. And yeah, she destroyed appropriately. Yeah. She was probably one of the best fighters that wasn't in UFC for a while. And now that she's there, she is wrecking shop. Of course she is. Right. She's also a juice head, so. (laughs) (laughs) You are not the first person I've heard say that. Well, because it's true. (laughs) And another couple of other things that I won't mention on this show, because it's pretty terrible what they were saying. Yeah. But we won't get into that. Those other things don't factor in her her fighting. Right. Her being a juice head totally does. Right. Right. Uh but that was the uh, the average white guy thing that we did. That was the first bucket list item. Um, mm-hmm. And the other one is a very average white guy thing to do. Went to a NASCAR race. Yeah, that's super white guy. It is. <laughs> it went to the Pennzoil 400 okay. uh, at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Very cool. Uh, I'm a motorhead, so that was one of the things I've always wanted to do. Jesus, please. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, I did not eat the rich, okay. although I wanted to. <laughs> they wouldn't let me in. Did you have a bummer? Oh, man. That was good. You've now unleashed. <laughs> You've now unleashed motorhead puns for the for the segment. What have I done to myself? <laughs> ah, don't worry. By the end, it'll probably be overkill. Ah, yeah, that was good. That was good. I don't have any more. That's fine. Yeah, sorry. I'm out. I had two. Okay. Okay, that's fine. I mean, well, you, you're going to have to carry this. You're going to have to carry this. Well, no, no. I, I, I'm, they're going throughout the segment now. So okay, just continue fine. on, and I'll pepper them in as, okay, I, good, good. <laughs> as I see fit. <laughs> so the reason I wanted to bring this up That's how not, the game works. Oh, that was the one I was trying to think of. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Uh, the reason I wanted to bring this up and talk about this a little bit is Las Vegas is definitely a town that you don't think of when it comes to craft beer. No, not necessarily. I don't think much of anything beyond, like... Mass market. Correct. Appeal. Correct. <laughs> uh, and I did have plenty of that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, I muscled my way through it. Let's be honest. <laughs> when you're at a NASCAR track, Budweiser is going to... Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. 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 And, and, and that's one of those things you kind of have to remember. You have to cart, you know, compartmentalize. <laughs> you're at a NASCAR race. Right. So, but I'll get into that. I actually had a very interesting... Uh, time there and I'll get into that uh, but what I wanted to do is talk about some of the craft breweries that I was able to have some of their wares during during my time out there mm-hmm. uh, and the first one I actually want to talk about is uh, a Pittsburgh based brewery okay uh, and it was actually at the Pittsburgh International Airport okay Penn Brewing has a place out there at the airport oh neat I did not know that uh, they had it, what was really nice it was right next to my gate which was fantastic <laughs> what was even better was my plane got delayed 50 minutes, so I got to have another beer. Mm-hmm. So sat there, a couple of buddies uh, were on the flight with me, sat there, had a couple of beers, had some pierogies, had some some pretzels. It was very nice to kind of have that local flair there in the airport. Uh, they've been doing a lot of remodeling there. It has a really nice airport. It was always a good one. Now I think they've kind of gone next level on it. Cool. It's very nice. And it was very nice to have that little taste of home before you left. Yeah. It was, which was, <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, Penn Brewing is is good. They're not the toast of the town, but they make good beers. Yeah, I mean, as far I mean, as far as our personal opinions go, they're you know they're pretty good, especially if you're around Oktoberfest, you get in a, yes. a half gallon milk jug full of beer. That's yeah. all yeah. right. That's fine. Yeah. God bless America. <laughs> yeah. So 
that was a, that was a nice kind of send off from right. Pittsburgh. Uh, but I was actually able to find a couple of different uh, local beers when I was out there. Uh, Interesting. It, it, it was actually in some rather interesting places i wasn't expecting to find them your butt uh no not that unexpected i didn't get that wild out there okay <laughs> hey you gotta ask no no what is this green flash doing in here <laughs> what did i do uh, no but actually the first one that i had uh was from sierra nevada that's not really a, a local beer but it's a, a regional beer close enough uh they're they're killer vice that's their half of eisen okay very good beer. I really enjoyed that. Uh, and one of the things you have to remember when you're out there is you have to go into the restaurants. You have to go into the, the local places to go find this beer. Mm -hmm. You're not going to find this stuff at the tables. No, it's not at the tables. It's not at the uh, buffet. It's, it's not. No, no. You have to go to places that actually have good food and good beer. You mm -hmm. actually ha you have to go out and find it. Well, the, I, the buffets have good food. All right, I'll give you're you just that. not. <laughs> right, but they're you try, not. You try the brunch at uh, Paris. Ooh boy, <laughs> <laughs> very true. I will uh, endorse that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that one was actually at Gordon Ramsay's Burger Place. Phenomenal burgers. Hmm. The beer was very good too. I think they knew what they were doing because they sat us right next to the beer coolers where they had the big uh, keg stand. Not keg stands. But uh, keg cases. Okay. They, they were in the you know nice refrigerators. They had nice glass cases. Very cool. Very mm. cool. They knew what they were doing. Uh, actually, the most surprising place that I found craft beer, the NASCAR race. Okay. I actually found a couple of craft breweries that were were being sold there. Okay. Now the first one was something that we've had here on the show, uh, Alaskan Brewing Company. Yeah. They they not only had just a booth there. They were actually selling Alaska Brewing in the concession stands. Neat. Which I was very surprised at. That is kind of surprising. Like, they had they had a guy just yelling, Alaskan? Well, you had to go to the concession stand itself. Oh, oh, oh. So. You I, thought, to, I, thought you said, I thought you meant there was a guy in the stands. No, no, yeah, no. Okay. You had to get up. Okay, okay. But in the greater scheme of things, that's still pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it was a 75-foot walk to go get a beer. Yeah. They'd just be kind of interesting. Spruce IPA, yeah? Right. <laughs> White Wolf IPA. Right, exactly. <laughs> But uh, the the local beer that I had from Henderson, uh, Nevada, okay. I believe they're out of Henderson, was the Joseph James Brewing Company. All right. Uh, they had a couple of booths set up, uh, and they were paired with a pizza company. Hmm. So you could get local pizza, local beer, which is a fine combination. Uh, I had their American Flyer. It's their lager. Right. A little hot forward, but pretty good. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, 12-ounce can. Because you have to have that. Everything there is cans and bottles. Right, or right, The right. aluminum bottles, things like that. But it was very nice to see that the track and NASCAR were at least embracing that side of things a little bit. And honestly, a world that never embraces that. Yeah, that... Mm. <laughs> right. I, I, I can only assume... Now, I am not a NASCAR watcher, nor am I a frequenter of NASCAR tracks. <laughs> right, right. I can only assume it's because Vegas is such a tourist destination... That you have to cater to people coming outside. I think so. I think yeah. so. There is only one brewery outside of your Miller Coors and your AB InBev. Two. There are two breweries that I know of that have ever been on a on a NASCAR car, that have ever been part of a sponsorship. Okay. Number one, Yingling. All if right. Sam was here, he would argue that up, down, left, and right. Fortunately, he's not here, so I don't have to worry about it. I can make that statement and call it. Yeah, call well, it the truth. You can't argue it because the Brewers Association still calls right. it. Right. There's that, too. Uh, the other one is actually Oscar Blues. Oh, okay. The Dale's Pale Ale yeah. has been on uh, NASCAR vehicles in the past. Okay, that makes sense. Right. 
Right. Yeah. So they're they're not completely blind to it. It's, it's kind of surprising Sam Adams. I kind of know that, yeah. I'm kind of surprised they haven't been on that either. Yeah. yeah, so be it. But then again, it's not big in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh, the other brewery, uh, Tenaya Creek. Tenaya Creek. Tenaya Creek. Yeah, I, I had their Bonanza Brown. A, a very basic brown ale. Well, holy crap, was it good. Hmm. It, for a brown ale, uh, it was very good. Uh, the guys I was out there with, they tried it as well. There are a couple of beer heads as well. So they know what they're talking about. Right. And everybody enjoyed it. Everybody liked this beer. For a very basic brown, it was very good. The, the malt profile was fantastic. Uh, it went very well with the steak that we had that night. Mm. By the way, fantastic steak. I'll tell you where it was later on. Well, why don't you just tell me now? You you went to a steak place. I don't remember the name. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you were already teased that you're going to tell us tell the story about how you had explained Pittsburgh Blue. <laughs> or, you know, Pittsburgh Rare. That is true. That and So, since we're talking about that, uh, we were at the steak place and had to explain what a Pittsburgh Rare was. Because the guy that I, one of the guys I was with... Uh, he was he was being adventurous and getting a steak that was medium. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. not. I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, but he was. I I can't fault the guy. He was being adventurous. All right. On you know in his steak odyssey. Fair enough. Uh, what kind of cut was he getting? Was it at least a big steak that he went medium on, or did it he? was? It okay. was. I think it was a. I want to say it was a New York strip. All right. So, you know, I'll give him credit on that. I'll give him credit on that. But, uh, no, the bottom... You act like, I mean, you go medium and that's adventurous. You act like you're going to be killed by death. That's crazy. Right, right. Well, we had that conversation. That's a whole other <laughs> conversation I won't get into here. Uh, but, no, the Tenaya Creek, their Bonanza Brown was very good. I was I was impressed. Mm. I had never heard of them. I had never seen any of their other beers. I had never seen them before we went into the steakhouse. Uh, but first impressions... Mean a lot, and they made a really good first impression. I really want to try some of their other beers. Okay, so is there any other breweries that you got to? There was one more, and they are kind of, I, I would say, the leader of the pack when it comes to microbreweries that people would know about in Las Vegas. Rock out. Sin City Brewing. All right. They have multiple locations along the strip. I've actually heard of them. I did see them on, like, I think a travel channel or... yeah. Or a food network or yeah, something. Yeah, they, they have multiple locations. Uh, we weren't able to go to the brewery itself. Uh, mm. We went to one of their many locations. Uh, that was a, I'll put it as a Monday afternoon, let's not gamble all our money away. Let's just kind of enjoy these beers and, you know, I'll, I'll spend 20, 30 bucks drinking all their different beers instead of gambling away $3,000 at the table that I don't have. Fair enough. <laughs> So, by the way, Mom, if you're listening to this, I didn't actually do that. <laughs> but, uh, no, we went through two or three of their beers. Uh, their dry Irish stout I was highly impressed with. Uh, I honestly went in a little prejudiced. I didn't think they were going to be that good. I thought they were going to be more of a marketing brewery kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I thought they were going to be, you know, yeah, we're a brewery from Las Vegas, but we're not actually very good. We're just kind of sort of different. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, like, I don't remember their history very well. So, like, if you tell me something's like Sin City Brewing, I would have assumed it was something concocted by a casino. Right, right. To have, but, but I, I, like I said, I don't know their history that well, too. Mm, but they, bottom line, they made good beers. Okay. I would drink it again. Uh, their Dry Irish Stout was good. Their Hefeweizen was good. Their Lager was good. Their IPA, I assume, was good. 
Uh, I didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to have it. But the people that I was with that do like IPAs did enjoy it. Okay. I'll put it to you. So, that so way. it does get marks that way. <laughs> it, it gets marks just indirectly. So you can find craft beer out there in Las Vegas. You just have to go find it. And usually you have to go to places that are going to have good food as well. Right. Which, yeah, that's an, that's an easy sell. Good food, good beer. Yeah. Who's not going to go get that? Yeah. But you have to go find it. Except for Sin City. They had, they're like pretty a, everywhere. <laughs> they're pretty much everywhere on the strip. And to their credit, they deserve to be. I mean, I think that's a good suggestion that you got to get out of the casinos and get off the strip. I you mean, do. if you if you spend all your time in casinos, you're going to go deaf forever. So, And you're going to reek of cigarette smoke. Siggies. Actually, it's more of cigar smoke than cigarettes. That was one of the things we noticed was there was only one person that we noticed that were actually smoking cigarettes at the tables. Mm. Everybody else, if they were smoking, it was cigars because it's Vegas. Right. So, hey, I've been to Atlantic City and I bought cigars out of there you go (laughs) there you go just do it (laughs) so it all in all you it's honestly probably a lot easier to go find whiskeys and bourbons oh yeah than try to find craft beer oh yeah liquor is crazy out there yeah (laughs) yeah so uh, of all the beers that you had or i mean even all the drinks Mm -hmm. uh which one would you say is the king of kings Ooh, ooh, ah, i like that i like that (laughs) uh of the ones that i had i'd have to go with the tenaya creek Okay. The Bonanza Brown. That was the first one that made me go, oh, oh, this one's good. All the other ones were, oh, no, this is pretty good. But this, this, the Tenaya Creek, it was just going up a little bit higher. Mm. And I, no, I really like that one. But there wasn't a bad one in the bunch. Fair enough. That's the thing. There wasn't one that said, mm, get me something else. Mm. I okay. liked them all. Okay. I liked them all. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, maybe one day I'll get back out there. <laughs> right. Uh, but, no, I, I, I do have to give uh, full marks to uh, to Joseph James for being at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Mm. I have to give him full marks for that one. Yeah. Because that was the last place. I, I had 100% resigned myself and told myself, you know what? Today's a Budweiser day. And that's okay. <laughs> I can have a Budweiser day. <laughs> you were in the desert. <laughs> in the desert. <laughs> and what you thought was a craft beer desert. Right. But it's not. <laughs> right. Right. You just had to go find it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I'm glad you guys came back as a bunch of heroes. <laughs> I guess. Even though you seem to think that you were born to raise hell. Um, <laughs> there is a lot that everybody should count, and I've got a lot in. <laughs> you, uh, you are outclassing me left and right. I can oh, tell yeah, you that yeah. right now. Oh yeah, this, this is Steve does Motorhead puns. That's fine. Segment. We could do an entire episode. Every, that. Well, I don't want to do an entire episode, All even right. though they have enough songs. But <laughs> if you're listening, go back and count. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a that's a good question uh, to throw on Twitter. How many puns did Steve make? <laughs> How many motor pun, motorhead puns did Steve fit into this segment? I think we can put a prize out there for that. Sure, maybe something. Yeah, like a mention or oh, we can go bigger an ad that. or something. I don't know. I don't know what we can I offer. Know. I don't know. I'm I not get... part of the prize department. <laughs> <laughs> we could just take one of Sam's t-shirts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza Butch. <laughs> Yo, shoot, you kidding Dude, me? You, you fight us. <laughs> you just sign your own death warrant. <laughs> What well, do you say we talk about this tart side of the moon, though? Which is a Pink Floyd pun. <laughs> it, 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 listen, <laughs> prog rock is okay. Oh, no, prog rock's awesome. Um, I just uh, didn't like that last Pink Floyd album. I didn't listen to it. It's... All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the beer kind of grew on me, mm-hmm. but not in a great way. Okay. 
So I'll explain that, obviously. Yes, please. I'll, I'll, I'll qualify that. Uh, it was pretty just tame. I think I know what you mean. It grew on me in the fact that it wasn't offending me in any way, mm -hmm. but it also didn't like make me stand up and say whoopee. I don't think anything has ever made you stand up and say whoopee. I don't think I've ever seen you do that. I mean, like by myself once having a Southern Tier Creme Brulee. <laughs> no, I can see that. All right, yeah. no, I get that. I can see that. Yeah. I otherwise, uh, I don't know. It, this is. Uh, I would say for what it's proposing proposing itself to be. And we've had this conversation before about how if you're going to put certain labels and expectations on your beer, you got to deliver. It better deliver, and this one didn't deliver for me. Right. So I agree. That's why I, I agree. Got. Yeah, we're uh, we're pretty much in agreement here. It's not a bad beer by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not upset by it. Yeah, I'm not going to punch a guy because of it. No. But it didn't. Yeah, it didn't uh, jump out at me. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. Meh. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. So, while we, uh, well, just contemplate, I can't think of another motorhead pun. I'm screwed. I know. Don't try to do that. I got nothing. I'm not going to force it. Yeah. I mean, one day there will be a band where you really know, and then you can use all your knowledge. But right. don't try to, don't try to do the today is Today yeah. is not that Don't day. do the motorhead segment with me. I do the motorhead segment by myself. No, you're right. I think I'm just going to make a clean break of this. I will leave that to you. I will leave it to the master. Okay. So, Hop Nation, stay tuned. We will be back for segment three. What up, Slackers? I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse. We're the host of American Slacker, a weekly show that discusses the weirdest in world events. We cover UFC, the latest in technology, Xbox games, entertainment, and music reviews. We have conversations with musicians, actors, filmmakers, and other interesting guests. Twist one up or crack one open with us every Monday to start your work week off right. That's it. There you go. Hop Nation, welcome back. This is segment three. We are talking stouts. We are giving them the farewell that they deserve uh, because slowly we are slipping into spring in which stouts are no longer in vogue and mostly not appropriate. I say mostly because stouts can always be appropriate. You can always enjoy a stout. I'll still drink them. That's right. You carry that flag. Yeah. The stout flag. <laughs> the flag of stout. Yeah. It's dark beers till like July or August. And then you get like a two-month reprieve. Yeah. And then it's right back in. Yeah. Yeah. That's my life. <laughs> yep. And I'm okay with that. So what do you say we get into beer number three of our celebration of stouts? Steve. All right. I hand it over to you. Beer number three is going to be the wood-aged Bitches Brew coming from Dogfish Head. So we've talked about this one on the show before. Yeah. That was it. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was mentioned. Um, because this is one that has been brewed in previous years. Right. And they brought the recipe back. Yeah, we mentioned this on the episode when we were talking about release schedules and things like that. And mm -hmm. that's when this came up. And I happened to find it. <laughs> Where did you happen to find it? I found it at the lovely House of Brews right there in Robinson. Nice. Yeah. Nice. They're good people there. They're, they are good people. I, I like them. I like their beers. I like them. I like the fact that they offer singles. Yes. That is honestly, that's been a bit of a life changer mm -hmm. for me, at least, because I'm much more willing to try different beers now. Oh, yeah, because you can just get a single of a weird Omnipolo <laughs> right. rather than having to spend 30 bucks on a four pack. <laughs> right. And hope for the best. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Hope this is good. Yep. 
Uh, but no, I, I actually did buy this as a sixer just because I'm a big fan of A, Stouts, B, Dogfish Head. Right, and, <laughs> and yeah, this yeah. is one that I know you've been looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, th- this is just one I was after. Right, and I'm kind of glad you brought this on the show. Yeah. You're willing to share this one. I will share. Well, like I said, I have a six-pack, so <laughs> <laughs> still got more at home. <laughs> nice. The Wood Age Bitches Brew is the 2018 re-release of the Bitches Brew, which was brewed for the 40th anniversary of Miles Davis's album of the same name. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just, I don't know why, <laughs> because we talked about this on that episode. If they wait two more years, it will be the 50th anniversary. Right, right. and, and I, I, the only thing that I can think of is they're going to make to re, re-release it right, in right, two right. years, which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. But uh, this version is the Bitches Brew, which uh, by itself, the Bitches Brew is uh, three parts of a stout, mm-hmm. And then one part of a fermented beer called Tej. What is a Tej? So a Tej is an African beer that's brewed with honey. Okay. So so I think it's maybe almost a braggot. Almost a braggot, maybe into mead territory? Well, that's why I didn't say mead. Like, okay. Because remember, braggot is a beer and honey uh, right yes. together. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, I yes. think it's, you know, like... Okay. And Not, then, they won't get into mead territory. Right, right, right. So being that it's three-fourths of a stout, mm-hmm. and then one part of something that's already half money. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, I think we're well into beer territory. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we're okay. The the wood age version, though, takes the three parts of the stout and mm-hmm. ages it on oak. Okay. And then takes the tej, one part, and ages it on the, the Palo Santo uh, wood. Ah, okay. Yeah, Which yeah. Is the Apollo Santa Monrone. Right, right, right. the other beer that they made. Yeah. Yeah, so it ages on that and then combines them together later on. Right on. And this is how you get the wood-aged bitches brew. Let's jump in on this thing. I don't care about numbers. I don't care about anything else. You've sold me on this already. Okay, well, I mean, I can still give you numbers, though. You know what? Sure. <laughs> it, is a, uh, it is a 9% alcohol. Oh, good. And uh, IBUs are 38. That's good, though. But this is definitely in stout territory. Oh, yeah, totally yeah, stout territory. Now that you pour it out of the bottle, yeah, this is a stout. Yeah. No doubt about it, this is this is a stout. Even looking, if you give me a picture of just the head itself, <laughs> it's a stout. Yeah, the, the, the head is very tightly compact, very tight bubbles that are a little bit darker. Uh, I'm not going to say cappuccino brown, but... No, no, but it, it's... A heavily milked latte. Yeah, yeah. A dark tan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But definitely, yeah, dark stout. Mm. And you're supposed to be finding notes of chocolate and vanilla. And a lot of the same things that you would. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. also you're looking for wood notes this time as well. Right, right. A nose that's really complex. but It really is, because I can't pick any one thing out. Right. <laughs> but it also is very uh, just stout. Yes. It's very obviously a stout, again, on the nose. It smells good, though. Whatever the combination is, it does smell good. I think I'm definitely getting some of the oak. Yeah. I'm yeah, get, yeah, I'm getting, I, I think, I'm getting think, the oak. I'll support that one. Yeah, it does smell somewhat similar to that Palo Santo Marone, mm-hmm. although I'm not smelling that per se. Right. I think I'm smelling more of an oak. That's fair. Yeah. Well, let's get to the big part. Yeah, let's taste it. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah, that... We already said the nose is very complex. So is the flavor profile. It really is. It really is. Uh, This is definitely not the smoothest of the ones that we've had tonight. No. It is not. And I don't mean that as an insult. It's just different. Yeah. Uh, That, yeah. It is not the the wild card that we had earlier tonight. It is not that smooth. No. But it's certainly unique. 
It's definitely unique. I definitely taste a lot of uh, just kind of wood flavors and a lot of, I would say, I'm getting chocolate. I'm not getting a whole lot of vanilla. I feel that this would be the kind of beer that you would have to pair with something. And I think that pairing would kind of pull one thing out or another thing out. I think it kind of needs a little bit of an assist to kind of pull individual flavors out because yeah. there's so much going on in there. Right. Now, in and of itself, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But if you wanted to pull a particular flavor out, you might have to pair it with something else. Yeah, I think you're right on that. So I can get you a couple pairings. Such as? Well, again, we're going to go back to that blue cheese. I'm fine with that. Yeah, blue cheese. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then the uh, dogfish head also suggests chili or a spicy chicken curry. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I I mean, I do love uh, chicken curry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can agree with that, but I would try it. I would try it as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, if nothing, chili, chili makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah. 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 Uh, if nothing else, uh, that's just an excuse to have chili. Mm-hmm. This is a fine excuse to have chili. <laughs> just a damn fine excuse to have chili. <laughs> so what do you say we sip on this a little bit more? Yeah, we'll sip on it a bit more. There's a lot going on. There's a whole lot so going on maybe here. maybe we can offer some more. I will, I, will, I will state right now, though, it has a very interesting way of lingering around. Yeah. In, in that uh, when I burp or breathe through my nose or anything, there's like a lot of interesting flavors that come through that way. Yes, yes. So it, it definitely sticks around with you. So maybe it is probably good to get some food. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we can sip on it more and we'll move along to segment three. Well, I'd say we're well on our way on segment three. Okay. Time to get to the nut meat. Well, yeah. I had a weird kind of week, though. Okay. And I have been party to learning about a number of beers and a number of beer trends I find very distasteful and weird. Okay. <laughs> that is, makes me question, what the hell is beer anymore? I say, is this going into a rant? It's not going into a rant. Okay, good. I did find a way to tailor this to just <laughs> not me screaming at a microphone. <laughs> Which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, but I figured maybe we could, uh, you know, we played Would You Rather mm-hmm. before, and we played it with the guys from uh, uh, Chris House. Right. But I just figured maybe you and I could sit down and have a little round of Would You Rather to help me expunge some of the weird damn shit. <laughs> Let's make this happen. Yeah. Uh, but first, I, I just wanted to start with an easy one. Sure. For, for for the both of us. And so people can get a flavor of the game. Yeah, I like that flavor. Aha. Uh, but uh, would you rather have every beer you drink be spicy or sour? Oh, that's a tough one. Right? I, ooh. Hmm. See, I think I'd have to go spicy. The reason behind that is you. I think you can regulate the spiciness of a beer a lot more than you can regulate the sourness of a beer. And here's the thing. I mean, you don't necessarily get to regulate the spiciness or the sourness. Why not? It's my question. Yeah, but it's not your <laughs> world to manipulate. It is my world to manipulate. <laughs> it isn't. It is. No. If it's spicy, you're not going to know how spicy it is. Well, why not? Because it's the would you rather. That's how it works. Oh, this is some bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's how it works. <laughs> then I have to change my answer. So you would rather have varying scales of sour versus varying scales of spice. Well, you didn't tell me. It, 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 
It should just be assumed that you never know how spicy it's going to be. Well, that's a roulette wheel that I'm not sure I'm willing to play on. Both both of those words are uh, are subjective. True. Now, let me ask you this. Does it say on the packaging how spicy or how sour No, you don't know. Oh, damn. It's just from now on, every beer is either going to be spicy or sour. Oh, damn. And that could be your littlest baby jalapeno spicy to a ghost pepper nightmare. Or oh man, I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> that's why that's why the game is fun. You don't just go, oh yeah, every beer is gonna taste like Sour Patch Kids. Sure, I'll do that. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, because you obviously live in some contained world where you get to control everything. <laughs> why not? It's my world. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living in it. <laughs> In that case, I gotta I gotta go with sour beers. Then I'm not getting into some weird solipistic fucking <laughs> solipistic. Yes, I don't know what that word is. Well, then stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going sours. Bottom line. Okay. What about you? I'm going spicy. Well, you, yeah, all right. I hate I hate sour. I know you do. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. I, I mean, that's eventually what I wanted to get to. But yeah. <laughs> you're just mad at spicy or at sour beers. Getting more into this though, mm-hmm. yeah. I have come across some weirder things that have perturbed me okay uh one is glitter beers the hell are glitter beers it's exactly what you think it is <laughs> really yes that's gross uh people are putting edible glitter into beers why uh, why <laughs> i don't know i mean it's hard like you want to be mad at millennials but you are one right so. exactly that's like self-hatred which is a totally millennial thing to do right and then it kind of <laughs> Yeah. That's very postmodern to hate yourself, right. but still do it anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's just what people are doing now. People are putting glitter in. It, it looks like, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but for kids that are on the spectrum, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where people will build these sensory bottles. And they're kind of like, it's kind of like a lava lamp, but not. Why don't you just say Goldschlager? <laughs> it's, because it's not like Goldschlager. <laughs> Well, okay, I understand it's regular glitter rather than just gold flake. Yeah, but I mean, it's way more glitter. It's really? a lot of glitter. Why would you do that? <laughs> to ruin things, that's You why. are ruining things, whoever you are. Yeah. I wish nothing but clogged tap lines. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know that's not the way they do it, but somebody's going to screw it up. Mm-hmm. So what's, what is the would so, you rather? So the would you rather for this is, from now on, your choice is every beer you get is a glitter beer. Or... Or you have to drink every beer from a sippy cup. Oh, that's easy. That's sippy cup. Would you? Okay, I'm just saying. Keep in mind, like this is public beer drinking as well. Now, do, do the general public know why I'm drinking out of a sippy nope. cup? Nope. And you can't tell them. You and, can't tell them because you accepted a magic genie curse. And and everybody else is drinking just regular ass beer. Yep. Everybody else gets regular beer. So if you order, you know, if you. Order just like a green flash, right? <laughs> Which you wouldn't, but well, there's one. This is the first one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's not get into it. It's the spicy beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you order a Yingling, it it's would... gonna it's gonna come out like a swirling tornado of glitter. <sighs> I'm gonna just give up beer at that point. Well, <laughs> man, because ah, because again, you you said sippy cup pretty quick. I did. Because my assumption was everybody no, no. was either all sippy cup or all glitter. No, this is you. You either get a glitter beer or a sippy cup. But let's take it back to last segment where yeah. you said you went to a NASCAR race and we're drinking a beer. Right. Which would you be least likely to get beat up for? <laughs> so here's the thing about that. Neither. Okay. Because honestly, NASCAR fans are some of the nicest fans I've ever met. 
All right. Bottom line. Okay. They really are. Even if you're drinking a sippy cup? Now, granted, <laughs> if it had, you know, like, say, a Jimmy Johnson logo on the side of it, uh-huh. I get my ass beat a little bit. Okay. But in the beer inside, I don't think they really care. Okay. So, okay. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to go glitter beer, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I'll just drink everything out of cans. All right, then. <laughs> you you <laughs> Screw everybody else. I'll drink my ridiculous glitter beer out of a can. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, that that's one way around it. I'll, that's I'll, the way I'll, I'll, I'll I'm going for I'll it. give you that. All right, I'll, I'll give you What about you, that. you? Which way are you going? Uh, you know, I, I think I can... I'm big enough and scary enough. <laughs> it is true. You kind of can do it as sort of an ironic thing. Either way, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think even, like, even in irony... Mm-hmm. I can't do a sippy cup. That's just way too weird. It is kind of weird. Because then people are going to like think I have one of those weird baby fetishes. Right. Yeah. Right, like you're wearing a diaper underneath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I can't do sippy cup. But I could totally just pull off glitter beer. You could just mean mug anybody that's looking at you. Exactly, yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, well, that dude's crazy. So. Yeah, so they'll stay away anyways. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know why his beer is glittering like that. I don't know why it's swirling. <laughs> so let's get back to the real conversation here. Really, there are breweries in America that are making glitter beer. There were three that I read about so far. Why? Because. Why? That has, Does that do anything for the actual beer itself? For no. the taste, for the feel, for anything like that? It's pure marketing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, 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 edible glitter doesn't have, like, a flavor or anything. No, I, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm right, because at which point it would have another name instead of edible glitter. Yeah, and, I mean, honestly, I don't know. You Probably if you do that, you're just ruining glasses. Right, <laughs> right. That's just a nightmare left and right. At, at, at some point, every beer is going to become a glitter beer. Right. Ugh. I guarantee, though, pay enough attention on uh, St. Patrick's Day this year. Mm. You're going to see... Yep. You're going to see a lot of it. Yep. Green I, glitter beer. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Green ketchup. <laughs> and, and the purple ketchup. And from, the purple ketchup, yeah, which yeah. was all disgusting. When Heinz decided to while out in the 2000s. Right. Right. <laughs> to, you know, buddy up with the kids. Mm-hmm. Let's put purple ketchup on a hot dog. No, because it's weird. <laughs> no, it's gross. I hated that crap. <laughs> it freaked me out. It, I swear it tasted different. I, I'm sure, hey, in your mind, it yeah. screwed with you. Yeah, and it was gross. <laughs> Same thing with glitter beer. Yeah. It's going to be gross. I, even I, if it tastes good, it's going to be gross. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the majority, I mean, even though it was three microbreweries that I read about that are currently doing it, Yeah, like I said, it's probably going to wind up in a shitload of, like, pissy beer. <laughs> Somebody's going to find a way to put it into the lines at oh. St. Patrick's Day. I feel like maybe they'll avoid the lines. You're going to Maybe ru- just do, like, a... a yeah, sparkle bomb or something. Yeah. They pour it and they throw a bunch of glitter in there. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. They're probably just going to, like, take a shot glass and dig a shot. Yeah. And then... I mean, oh, uh, pure marketing, uh, drunk, a bunch of drunk college kids, that's great. Yeah. I am not one of those people. Grown-ass adults are not going to like this. Nope. <laughs> nope. I don't I'm, like this. I'll be an old curmudgeon. I don't care. Like I said, I saw it and it looks like one of the sensory bottles for kids that are on the spectrum. And... You know, that's maybe when you're grown, you should be moving away from it. Right. If you can drink it, you don't have to be impressed by it. Yeah. And I think a lot of it also has to do with, like, the goofy shit people do. with Trying to be different any way, now, any way possible. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, look at Starbucks and all the goofy shit they do with their drinks. I don't know. So. I, don't, I don't pay attention to Starbucks. You don't remember they had that unicorn drink that was all? No. Oh, weird. 
Yeah, like I said, I don't pay attention to them. That was like everywhere. <laughs> even it, it even crossed my purview. Nope, sorry. Okay, All I right. had nothing. All right. Well, moving on. Yes. Now that we've decided we would drink glitter beers if we had to. <laughs> if we had to. <laughs> if we had to. Long live the can. Something else weird crossed my path. Okay. Um, vagina beer. Um. <laughs> what part of the brewing process is the vagina involved? I mean, use the, your brain. The service, I assume? No. Oh, all right. You put a little sunglass no. in there? Uh, no. You know, you, go to the cheetah? You Use your brain. Vagina beer. All D- right. Do vaginas produce water? <laughs> do they produce malt? <laughs> do they produce hops? That is gross. Oh, that is gross. Do they produce yeast? Yes, they do. Okay. <laughs> now, this isn't something that went through. I don't believe. I w- okay. All right. Um, Do they produce malts? Yeah. (laughs) I just want to make this very obvious for you. Uh, A couple years ago, though, there was a brewery out of Europe Mm -hmm. on a Kickstarter looking to fund something called the Order of Yoni. And I heard about this when it first came out, like 2016. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was gross and I ignored it. But we didn't have a podcast, so I couldn't scream about it. Right. Now is the time. It just got, like, for some reason, it just got brought back up on some other podcast or something I was listening to. Right. And I was like, oh, that's right. That thing existed. (laughs) A vagina beer. But uh, to explain what it was, it was beer that was brewed with yeast that was collected from a Czechoslovakian supermodel. Okay. A very attractive lady. (laughs) Good for her. Yeah. And I guess they had planned other releases from other models. To say? <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So the main part of this was you're supposed to be tasting her essence. Oh, oh yeah, no, that, that that's, was the... That's that, a total creeper move. That was the marketing of it. That's gross. You can go go on YouTube and search The Order of Yoni. You can watch their original <sighs> Kickstarter video. That's... Uh, it's it's so gross and unnerving and yeah. disturbing. Yeah. And then while you're at it, go look up the perfume uh, Volva. Oh, no. They just called it vulva. Yeah, it's like the thinly veiled. Yeah, and it was supposed to mimic, like, the smell of a sweaty pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Yeah. If you want to get to the would you rather on this. (laughs) Yes, please. And also calling back to Dogfish Head that we spoke about with the chicha. Uh Uh-huh. Would you rather have every beer you drink for the rest of your life smell like vagina or... Or would you rather believe that the person serving your beer spit in it? Oh. Oh, no, that's a rough one. Yeah. <sighs> it, it, it's not necessarily that your bartender spit in your beer. You just believe. You have that in your head you that somebody all, you spit just, in it. You just always believe that every beer handed to you was spit in. See, I'd have to go vagina. Again, I'm going to point this out. I know. This is like spicy and sour. You don't get to choose the vagina no, it comes I, get that. Every, I get that. Every beer is going to smell like a different vagina. But, but it's in my mind that every bartender, every waiter, every waiter, every waitress, every bar back, even so, just a friend hands you a can. Right. Yeah. Somebody has spit in this beer. Yeah. I'm not going to enjoy it. You can't get over it. I know that I'm not going to enjoy it. However, if it smells like vagine, I know that at some point in time it has to be sanitary. Okay. It, it has to be clean. It has to be okay. It has to go through testing and stuff like that. And the smell. Well, no, it just smells like that to you. 
No, that, that, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But in my mind, I still know that, okay, this is a product that has been okay. vetted out. That's okay. Okay. I can get through that. Okay, so it's because it's on the... Because the spitting would be on the back end right. before it was boiled. Right. Okay, okay. Right. I get you. Right. Yeah. But vaginal whatnots, no, that's fine. Okay. No, I can deal with that. All right, all right. You? Um, You know what? I might have to agree with you on that one. Even though... Because here's the thing. Even if you came across some heinous, mm-hmm. you could dump it out. Right. Or send it back. Or, you know, and hope that you get a non-heinous right. one. <laughs> yeah, the next one's got to be better. Yeah, the next one could be better. But if every beer is always in your mind, somebody spitting this, yep, you would turn into a Howard Hughes, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, hoarding beer and homebrewing. Like right. you would, you would have to homebrew everything, and I'd have to do it by myself. Because you would, because you would go back and you'd start thinking about even if it wasn't a bartender, you'd think it was somebody on the line, right? So like, that you can't even got, confront, <laughs> yeah. So before it got bottled, now somebody's spitting this bottle, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So at that point in time, it's it's a mind. A mind game kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I yeah, know yeah. which direction I'd have to go. Fair enough. Yeah. I would deal with it as I had to. Yeah. You can take it case by case. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, I was when I was writing that question, though, when it came to my mind, mm-hmm. I was thinking about, like, beer fests. Ah, uh, yes. And just thinking how much beer you drink in that. Oh. And, like, how much you can smell beer. <laughs> True. True. Gross. I think that would probably that would probably be the most heinous smell is like the dump buckets. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> because then you're mixing a whole bunch of. <laughs> 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 oh, but then again, you think of all the beers you get at a beer fest, and every one of them is spitting. So <laughs> right, exactly. So you're not going to go in the first place. Yeah, yeah. If you can't power through that, you know what? No, I'm going to change my mind. Really? Yes. Okay. I can. I can deal with spit. I can't. I can deal with spit beyond some of the smells. Some of the smells I've smelled. I get that. I get yeah. that. I, get I, that. I would not prefer to experience it. I guess here's the the other question. Do yeah. I know what my other choice was? Like once it's already been chosen, do I still remain in that that was my other choice? What? <laughs> like if I, if I pick vagina over spit. Yeah. Do I know? Well, it's better than thinking that everybody's spitting my beer. Well, yeah, you'd know that. I mean, then that's, that's how okay the genie curse works. Then, I, <laughs> <laughs> then I'd, I'd still be good with it. Okay. Yeah, I, I think because, again, it's only me thinking of it. So I think maybe I could power through. Maybe. And just, like, convince myself, okay, yeah, I think they spit in it, but I know they didn't. And you just got to mm. mantra that to yourself every time you mm, drink. I don't know that. I don't know that I can yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> that is. That is weird. Yeah, you're, that's how, some, you're coming up with some good ones. That's how Would You Rather works. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, there's no good choice. Yeah. So, bottom line, uh, you're giving me all terrible choices. Yes, that's how Would You Rather works. <laughs> also true. Yeah. 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 Why can't, why can't you just make it a good one? Would you rather have a bunch of britches brew or would you rather have a bunch of reason for the season? Right. And I would answer both. And it's then not- I would get both. <laughs> ha, take that, genie. That's not how the genie curse works, ever. <laughs> so, speaking of, yes. uh, do we really need to go back and review this bitch's brew? This wood age bitch's brew? I mean, I think for a little bit. Just okay. to say that it, as it warmed up, I think it opened up a lot more. There's still a whole complex flavor profile that it's really hard to get through. It really is. Like... I, I'm not willing to parse this out. We aren't that kind of show. <laughs> no, I'm not good enough to to pick this one apart. Mm-mm. I willfully admit that. I'll just say if you're if you're interested in having a very different uh, stout, 
Try this one. Yeah, try this one. But the thing is, is even though it is so complex, it's still good. Oh yeah, it's still Just, way, it's still way good, and it's not actually like I guess when I said different stout, I didn't mean like it's off the reservation or any kind. Right. It's right. still very much a stout. Right. It you, just has a lot of flavor in it. Yeah. Your average beer drinker, which in all honesty, we are. Mm-hmm. The average beer drinker is still going to enjoy this beer. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not overly complex in the fact that it becomes intimidating. Oh, yeah. No. It's still a good beer. Yeah. And even if, you, like, I guess even if you don't have a super defined palate, mm-hmm. you'll still enjoy it. Right. Right, and I, and I think that's a, a big quality of this beer, mm-hmm. that you don't have to be, you know, super into the beer to understand what it is to enjoy it. Right, and then you can always sit down and pair it with the uh, Miles Davis album. Right, right, which I have never listened to. Oh, well, you should. Okay. That was easy. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> I think it's time to go on the podium. Mm-hmm. You want podium. me to go first? Yeah, go ahead if you want. Okay. Uh, Podium. I will make this very, very easy. In the bronze position, the brewery Vivant, Tart Side of the Moon, is going in the bronze position. Okay. Good beer. I enjoyed it. Uh, it kind of understood a little bit uh, of what it was trying to be. If you're going to be tart, be tart. If you're going to be a big chocolate beer, be a big chocolate beer. Don't kind of pussyfoot around the whole thing. <laughs> be big. Be bold. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, for me... In the silver position, I am going with the Dogfish Head, uh, Wood Age Bitches Brew. reason behind that is, again, it's a very good beer. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the complexity, it it takes a lot to figure out what's going on with this beer. <laughs> it takes an awful lot. And I'm, I'm kind of the, the type of person that wants to figure out what's going on with this beer. Right. I can't just shut my brain off and right, just right, be like, right. no, it's good beer. And it, that's a positive and a negative. For somebody that wants to try to figure this beer out piece by piece, it's a very big puzzle. Yeah. So that kind of – it, it kind of detracts while being a positive at the same time. I just think it detracts just a skosh more than it being a positive. Good beer. Can't deny that. Which puts us in the gold medal position, which is the wild card brewing reason for the season. Stout. Uh, this is a really easy drinker. We talked about this in segment one. It's a really easy drinker. It was really smooth. Uh, like you said, it it is kind of designed for you to come back for more. Yeah. And you do that. You do exactly that. And for that reason, the reason for the season, uh, Wild Card Brewing Stout takes the gold medal in this week's farewell to Stout's episode. Goodbye, Stout. Afita saying goodbye. <laughs> Afita saying. <laughs> Steve, I believe it is time for you to put your money where your mouth is, and I think I know which way you're going. Uh, okay. So I'm going to go the Brewery Vivant Tart Side of the Moon as the bronze. All the reasons you said. It was just pretty underwhelming. I was thankful it wasn't uh, super tart and offensive <laughs> in that way. But at the same time, I didn't get a whole lot of chocolate or cherry flavor. May I interject for a moment? Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed that it wasn't uh, more tart and more disruptive. I understand that. That would be super interesting. Yes. If I if I had a really sour stout, I would at least be intrigued. Right, right. <laughs> it kind of it was just sort of there. Yeah, yeah. It was just so, kind of sort of there. I'll, I'll turn it back over to you. Sorry for the interruption. No, that's fine. No, it's a good point. It, like, I... I, I, I kind of agree. I wish it was more wilding out and carrying on. <laughs> <laughs> At least blow my socks off with right. something I've never tasted before. Right. This is much more milk toast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, silver, I'm going to give to the wild card reason for the season. Again, super drinkable. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is one of the most drinkable stouts I've had in a long time. That is 
like you can just put one after another away. <laughs> um, but it, it does have kind of its drawbacks of a limited coffee flavor. And like, and because of that, it makes it just more of a run-of-the-mill kind of chocolate stout. Mm-hmm. And if it was bigger on the coffee flavor, I might have liked it more. But it is super, super drinkable. Like, the, the more coffee flavor might have made it not. It's a very fine balance. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that's silver. And gold is going to go to the Wood Age Bitches Brew. This beer is so complex. Like you said, you have trouble figuring out what's going on, but you you know you want to figure out what's exactly, going on. Exactly, exactly. I don't necessarily have that need. I just enjoy mm-hmm. when the different notes pop up. Yeah, you know? you're you're on the much bigger picture. Yeah, I, I, I'm not necessarily interested in details you know, in the so- in the way the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. I just accept that it's too complex. For me to pull everything apart. That's fair. And I'm just going to enjoy as the notes pop up. And it's kind of funny saying yeah, that. Kinda, talking, yeah, I get that. Talking about, you know, something that's related to a music album. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I think that I think that's one of the reasons why it pairs really well with the album. <laughs> also fair. Is you can just sit down and enjoy, you know, listen to the different instruments. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're drinking this, listen to the different flavors that come up. Yeah. That takes the gold. That takes the gold for me. <laughs> right on. Right on. And I must say, I don't think there was a bad one in the bunch. They mm-hmm. just kind of had different approaches. No. Which no, is. I think I think that's why we kind of just used the three beers that we did. Yeah. Just because they were all kind of different. So it's good to say goodbye to the Stout season. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we do thank you, Stouts, uh, 2017, 2018. Yes. Uh, for getting us through this awful winter. Awesome. <laughs> I think it's time for spring beers, though. I think we're we're due. It's time to get spring beers going. Brown ale. <laughs> I'm telling you what. The Tenaya Creek, that brown ale was really good. Hmm. Well, bring some back next time, jerk. <laughs> okay. I'm willing to do that. I'm tired, I'm tired of you guys going on vacation, never bringing me anything back. <laughs> I couldn't find anything in cans of bottles. I honestly looked. I couldn't find anything. Nah, that's fair. You probably would have to go way off the strip. Right. And get right. stabbed. <laughs> Which is not great. <laughs> but that's cool. I think it's time for our social media plugs. Yes. So if you want to get in touch with us on social media, just search Hop Nation USA. We are on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, we're on Stitcher, Podbean, Google Music Play, and of course iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review because we are a five-star show. Damn right. And that's how the show grows and gets to more people. And if you want to email us anything, just email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com. And you can visit the website hopnationusa.com for features and reviews and things you won't hear on the show. That was nice. Yes. That was a good one. I'm getting I'm getting a little better at that. Got it down pat. I'd like it. <laughs> 50 episodes in and I got it down. <laughs> so for everybody that has stuck around with us through 50, thank you. Uh, we hope that you are here for 150. I hope by 150 we have our own recording studio. Uh, we yeah. are flush with cash. Yeah. Uh, we all arrive in our respective Audis uh, from our sponsors, and wouldn't, wouldn't the sponsor just be Audi? 
Oh, dude, I'm good with that. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine. If Audi wants to pick up the tab for this show and give everybody some some RS7s, dude, I am in. Nice. You can fit in one. I've tried. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> the RS7 is tits on glass. Am I too big for an A4? Mm, let's stick with the RS7. Okay. That's more your stuff. <laughs> okay. That's more your stuff. Uh, but no, thank you, everybody. Uh, we got some big shows coming up. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Yeah. Steve, any parting thoughts? No, we'll just be back next week doing it again. Damn right. Keep on that grind. Yeah. So, everybody, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week on episode 51. Bye.